there, I'm Dan Burrows. I was the lead author on the Voices of Carers during the COVID-19 pandemic report, uh, which was published by Cardiff University and funded by Public Health Wales. Uh, I'm joined today by Chris Williamson, who is a full-time social work practice educator and trainer to talk about the implications of the uh, study for uh, social work practice. So thank you for joining us, Chris. Thanks, Dan. Chris, what do you think are the most important findings from the report for social workers to consider? Well, I think the, the first thing that social workers uh, who may have access to the report is to look at the you know the comments from the respondents, um, particularly about um, you know how how we how you address the barriers uh, um, to people realizing that they're carers or identifying carers without actually referring to them as such. And, and I think that the language we use when we're working with uh, unpaid carers is, is really important. Um, and the, the other thing, important thing is, I think, how social workers can help people to maintain their ordinary relationships um, rather than just be seen as a carer, cared for relationship. Those are the important things for me, really. Um, and and I, I think as well is for social workers not to see carers assessments just as a task that needs to be completed. That, the, that you know, the, there's a um, an individual at the end of this. And, and I think, again, you know, we were talking earlier about how we um, explain what a carers assessment is to people uh, is, is really important, I think, so that they can um, maintain their own identity rather than, you know, I know Goffman talked about spoiled identity and I wouldn't go that far, but, you know, having had experience of working with carers after, you know, somebody's died, for example, where they're struggling to, to know who they are, where their identity is. So I think helping people to maintain that is really important. Absolutely. And I think um, I was really struck, I mean, carrying out the research, um, how often yeah. people said that they didn't necessarily co connect what they were doing with the term carer, certainly in the early stages, and that it took quite a while. And often it took a crisis to happen and for them to contact services of, of some kind at a crisis point for then then to realize that the that the term carer applies to them i mean we picked out one yeah. quote which we put in the report um uh, from one person who said i didn't think i was a carer i was his wife you know i'm of the age yeah. where if one thing goes wrong we've been married nearly 66 years if one thing goes wrong with one the other one picks it up and so there's something fundamental about caring in people's relationships, isn't there? Absolutely. And, you know, I hear that all the time um, when I'm observing students, you know, when they're carrying out a carer's assessment, people saying, what do you mean carer? You know, I'm, I'm a wife, I'm a husband, I'm, you know, I'm a son or a daughter. Um, what, what do you mean? Um, I'm, I'm doing what, you know, I would do as a son or a daughter. Does that make sense? And I, th and I don't think so. yeah. what, what I'm observing, not, not just in um, student social workers, but um, qualified social workers who are doing their post-qualifying training, who I observe, when somebody says that, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know how to so social workers are not sure how to respond to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think this this was a, a, an interesting finding for me in, in doing this piece of research, is how important it is um, for carers and the person cared for to carry on enjoying other aspects of their lives and other aspects of their relationship other than the actual, the caring. So, um, you know, yeah. speaking to um, uh, a mother of a disabled child, for example, she spoke about the challenge of, on the one hand, um, wanting to be a mum and, and, and just enjoy seeing her child playing, but then on the other hand, having to be aware of her yeah. safety and having to step in at times and, and finding a real tension there in those in those different aspects of her role. Absolutely, yeah. And, and I think it, it would be useful for social workers to, to move away from that assumption that the, you know, the, the, the most crucial thing that a carer needs is a break. Because that, that seems to be a common theme in, in what I'm observing is, you know, um, mm. when somebody says, well, you know, okay, if, when I'm, if, if, if you say I'm a carer and I'm going to have a carer's assessment, what, what can you do for me? And the first thing they say is, well, we can organise a break. <laughs> when like you, you, you're saying what your findings are, and, and from my personal social work yeah. um, experience, is that the most important thing they want is a relationship. And of course, having space um, and, and, and having time to do other things and to pursue their own interests and, um, and, and pursue other relationships as well is, I mean, that's extremely important. But yeah, but it isn't just about, OK, well, all we can do is, is buy absolutely. you some time away. It shouldn't be just all about that then. No, no, absolutely. Yeah. So in what ways do you think social workers can support unpaid carers? Uh, in their everyday work, bearing in mind the challenges local authorities face in terms of, of resources and time? Mm. Yes, yeah, a good question, because obviously resources are, are an issue, but social workers are resources in themselves, aren't they? Uh, and, and I think that a different mm. approach to a carer's assessment would help. So giving people information such as, you know, this is what a carer's assessment means, for example, um, giving people uh almost permission that they don't need to wait for a crisis to ask for help because yeah. most quite often and, and you've probably had this experience dan people will say no we're okay we you know we don't need any help i'm, I'm doing what i need to do and then and then social workers, okay fine lovely well give us a ring uh, but it, it needs to be more than that there needs to be more involved i think um and and you know Student social workers are expected to do research and look at evidence-based practice. And, and I think we should be emphasizing that more for qualified workers. And, and you know, as I was mentioned, you know, I, I worked in, in mental health services. So work with a lot of families where dementia was, you know, part of the, um, the challenge in terms of mm. helping people maintain relationships. So I, I would spend 10 minutes explaining how reminiscence would be helpful in helping them to maintain, you know, their, their relationship. Um, you know, and I didn't do any training or anything, but it, it's just understanding there are things that work that can help people um, maintain an ordinary life, I guess. Um, and, and also, I think, mm. sorry, Dan, you're going to say. No, I was just going to say it would be um, helpful just to if you could just explain a bit more about what you mean by reminiscence there. All right. Okay. Well, you know, I worked with a number of families. Where, so let's say it's a husband and wife, and, and I, I, well, I've got one example particularly. Um, 
the, the, the husband had dementia and his wife was having some difficulties with him around lunchtime um, because he was getting aggressive. And, and, and so finding a bit, bit out about them and their lives, um, to cut a long story short, he, he was a musician and there was a particular piece of music that he enjoyed more than any. And, and so I just said to her, well, why, you know, at lunchtime, when he's becoming aggressive, why don't you play that piece of music and see what happens? So that's yeah. what happened. And she didn't have any conflict from him after that at all. Right. So, or, um, you, you know, talking to families about using photograph albums, um, talking about times in their lives where, you know, they had, you know, happy memories, holidays, just just simple things like that, you know. And, and also possibly giving people access to resources that, that they can use as well, because there's lots of materials out there about things like reminiscence. So, that, so that's just one example. Because I think what, um, I know one, one of the things that, that I mentioned to you was about, you know, an overemphasis on empowerment and strengths-based approach. Um, too often we, we just say, right, okay, these are the materials, off you go, really. Mm. Um, uh, mistaking that as empowerment, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah. I, I, I think as social workers, we need to be more involved in right. accessing the resources people need to, to um, maintain those relationships. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, thank you. And I think something I've I, I've picked up in upon in what you're saying, and and something that I often think about social work, particularly in adult services, is that there's often within local authorities there's a a very clear emphasis on the output in terms of a care plan, um, and so we think yeah. about social work as as being about assessing a need, identifying what resources need to be. Uh, um, put in place, getting that set up, yeah. and then leaving people to it. And I think what you said about um, social workers um, being resources in themselves is really important. That actually there are opportunities for social workers to be talking. Um, you know, uh, we're talking about carers today, particularly to be talking to carers um, about the transitions that they're going through in their relationships, in stages of their lives, yeah. and so on. And thinking about ways of 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 coping and 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 and, and strategies to, um, yeah, to to protect their own well being while undertaking their caring roles. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, it doesn't take a lot of time, and it, it doesn't cost a lot of money because you're already there, you know. And so I think just a different approach to care's assessments would, would be helpful. Um, and, and I guess that's going to involve resources in terms of training, perhaps. Um, but I think we, you know, we were yeah. talking earlier about if if social workers have a model, um, as, as you suggested, that they can work with, then they will follow it, like they do in other areas of mm. social work. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that idea that that a carer's assessment is about will will can the carer cope with the tasks? It needs to be mu about much more than that, doesn't it? And I remember, you know, a, a, yeah, again, definitely. a quote from the um, uh, from the report. Uh, one that really struck me was um, was one carer saying, "You know, once I was deemed to be a fit and proper person to look after my wife, um, the social worker that was supposed to be looking after me, he said, well, yeah, you're okay, no problem, you're fit and proper.' Bye. And and that's not that's not yeah. proper strength based work at all, is it? No, absolutely. But but that's what people mistake it for. 
you know um and uh, you know it's and again it's something similar i guess but uh, you know when i see students written work all the time they say i use an exchange mm. model which sees the person as the expert but, but that's only half the argument it's called an exchange model so if 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 they are the expert why are you there <laughs> does does that make sense so yes okay you know they they they've got you know um a grasp of what happens yeah, in their yeah. daily lives and, and it does what they need, but if they have the resources to to get what they need you probably wouldn't be talking to them so i i think you know another part of the social workers role in terms of them being a resource is to help carers develop resources um in oh, themselves absolutely. and as, as you were saying earlier about you know challenges in maintaining relationships and you know different yeah. stages of you know their life that sort of thing yeah um so 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 yeah so it'll be, be helpful but as simple things it's just like changing the language you know um i've come to do a carers assessment well you know what does that mean can we can, can we change that to, you know um mm. if it's okay with you you know i'd like to have a, a discussion with your experience of you know of living with somebody you know with dementia or down syndrome or whatever it is um and and how we can help you with that yeah and of course i mean there's a real opportunity uh to make carers assessments much more holistic than um than being purely uh sort of based on you know making some arrangements and going away i mean the the, the what matters conversation um, that's that's really central to the social <laughs> services and well-being act. That really is an opportunity, isn't it, to be talking to the the carer and the person Definitely. cared for about what matters. And sometimes it yeah. may be it may be an opportunity that they've that they've not taken yet to talk to each other um, about what's important and about mm. how they want to manage the situation together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and again, you know, the, with the with the what matters question, what what I'm finding is that. Um, social workers and students are using that literally so instead of being creative mm. about how they ask those questions they, they are literally saying what matters to you <laughs> and and, right. and, yeah. and it's just too broad a question isn't it yeah yeah absolutely you know, it needs to be focused on on the situation whatever it is whether it's carers whether it's you know somebody recovering from alcohol dependence or whatever it is just saying to somebody what matters to you to me isn't really a social work question. Um, it it, it yeah. needs to be targeted at whatever the situation is. Does, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Thank you. And going back to your point about language, are there any aspects of language that that are currently used within social work that you that you feel are particularly problematic or um, or unhelpful? Uh, I think the word respite is. Is not particularly helpful um, it's possibly people don't really know the definition of it but if you look it up in the dictionary it says a break from something unpleasant um, and, and yet we're still using that and, and, and also um, mm. I think you mentioned it earlier avoiding the word burden would, would, would be helpful um, but, but I, you know mm. I, I just think that when we describe people as carers rather than who they are um, that that has um, an impact on people, so they stop considering themselves to be, you know, a wife or a husband. But now they're the main carer, 
Um, I was listening to a social worker talking to somebody at once, um, and when they finished the conversation on, on the telephone, I, I asked them who they were talking to, and they said, oh, Mrs. Jones, main carer. And I said, you mean their husband? <laughs> I, I don't understand why we need to give people a different label um, when they are who yeah. they are. To, to, you know, um, is is that what is that what yeah. you you yeah. were asking? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's yeah, yes, it, it, it is, Chris. So thank you for that. And I think for me, just as in social work, sometimes we tend to you know we tend to to develop our own um, uh, our, our own language, our own uh, jargon. Um, that, that can be a bit unhelpful. Sometimes as well, there are words that are really important that we won't say and we won't talk about. And the key one for me, uh, that and this came leaping out at me, you know, when I was analysing the, 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 the transcripts, was love, was people, people care right. for each other out of love. Um, the, the you know the relationship between people is so important. Those feelings of love and duty are, are so important. And like you say, you know, yes, I mean, people can feel. You know, when people are are you know are going through you know extraordinary lengths to look after someone, and they're you know they're they're, they're doing that for long hours, then they're, they're becoming socially isolated. Um, they're becoming tired. They're becoming burned out. Then of course um, they feel like it's a burden. But what we what we heard over and over again from people is that people, yeah. people were motivated to um, uh, to do this caring because of love and because of a sense of family duty and, 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 and family responsibility. And we have to be so careful, I think, in 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 in, in social work that we're not exploiting people's love or people's sense of duty and relying on them to do too much to do things that actually. I, I mean, sometimes we, right. in the report, we talked about people people doing things that really were in breach of their human rights, you know, in terms of the hours that they were uh, required to look after people, in terms yeah. sometimes of being exposed to harm, you know, if someone's um, behaviour was aggressive, for example, because of their condition, or, yeah. or you know, it could be to do with, you know, lifting and, and, and supporting people physically. Um and and we really need to 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 acknowledge that that sense yeah. of love and duty that that carers feel definitely um and and but not not mistake it for a strength based approach or empowerment <laughs> does, does that make sense and and i think it would be useful if um social workers stop using terms like i can see you're doing a good job because i mean I, I would be insulted by that if, if i was in the position at some yeah. of the people that we work with but 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 absolutely you, you know um yeah. i think it does get mistaken for that and there is a, there is a um, an inequality between you know what we expect of paid carers and what we expect of unpaid carers and, and and that includes training doesn't it because you know how many unpaid carers have training on moving and handling safely for example you, you know um and, and as I mentioned earlier it, having you know, yeah. um, run dementia awareness workshops, the number of people who are professionals but are also looking after somebody with dementia and find that training useful it, it is, it, you know, every, every workshop, there's four or five people usually. So I think there is an issue for, for training for people who are in those situations to help them manage their health, manage, you know, things safely, 
and and understand how they can maintain relationship. Yeah, and that's certainly something. I mean, obviously, our research uh, covered every corner of Wales, really. So we we, we spoke to people from all over Wales. Um, and we were really struck by how some people in some areas found their local carer centres really useful um, and where there are those resources where people can go and get peer support. There are support workers who, who can help people understand their rights. And sometimes there are, uh, you know, there are workshops or sessions that help carers to understand specific um, conditions or needs. That Those are really highly rated. But I mean... One, there isn't yeah. consistency geographically. Not everyone across Wales has the same access to the same resources. And two, social workers don't necessarily know to point people in the direction of those no. those excellent services when they are there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another way how social workers individually could make a difference to people's lives, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Chris, in what ways do you think social work education or training need to develop in order to improve the support social workers can provide for carers? Well, I think, you know, as, as we were mentioned earlier, it, it might be useful to involve some sort of exploration around a model that would be useful that makes carers' assessments more mm. meaningful. Um, and, and whether that could be included in the social work degree, um, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know because I don't know the logistics of putting that in but I think it's certainly something that students struggle with uh, when they're on placement um, is how they carry out a carer's assessment other than follow a process you know because I have discussions with students all the time uh, um, well not all the time but it'd be unusual for me not to have a discussion at least once with with a student about you know how to approach a carer's assessment other than just filling in a form, you know. Um, so mm. I, I think it would definitely help if social workers, social work students are, are able to understand that they don't have to, it's, it's almost like, and I say this to students a lot, a lot um, sometimes it's better to do the right thing than to do things right. Does, does, does that make sense? So you can be creative in how you, talk to people about their experience of being a carer you haven't got to ask them the questions that's on the list um yes so it's, it's almost like giving people permission to you know do it in a way that is more beneficial for the carer than it is for the organization mm. um and i think that's possibly where social work education can make a difference is you know there's a lot of quotes from social mm. services and well-being act about strengths-based approach and empowerment and co-production but you know the the other message in the act is social workers need to be creative um and i, and I don't think that's emphasized enough so that, that might be helpful it almost feels sometimes like we need to, to to make sure that we're we're being more human and less bureaucratic in our approaches that, that's 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 it in a nutshell i think is is that um you know, um, again, I say to students a lot, listen, you know, you're going to be a far more effective social work from a human point of view than just being a robot and, and you know, filling in the form because that's an admin task. So anybody can do that. Anybody can turn up and ask those questions. Um, yeah. But that's not really an assessment. So that that 
that ability to, to ask supplementary questions and to say to somebody, oh, that's an interesting point, tell me more about that, I, I think is getting missed. Well, thank you very much, Chris. That's been really helpful and informative. Um, and we'll leave it and we'll leave it there. Thank you. Pleasure. Excellent. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for that. Enjoy that. Lovely. Thank you, Chris. 